This episode is brought to you by our Patreon page over at patreon.com slash gamezilla media. Which means this episode is brought to us by you. Right? That's how not it works. no, not me. No, no, the fan. Right, yeah. The yes. listener. We're talking when I say you, I mean the listeners. Yes, the the figurative you, right? Yes. But nobody else is in here with us as we record this. Who I'm are you lo- talking I'm about? I'm looking at the computer when I say it. Oh. Oh, oh no. Alright. So just go to GameZilla Media on Patreon.com. There you'll be able to choose your patronage level and get different access to the shows. So you can get early access to the GameZilla Alpha. Exclusive content for The Legend of Retro and Noobs and Dragons. Noobs and Dragons? The show with that handsome devil, Craig WK? Well, almost all of those words were right. Yeah. And if you go on there and sign up, you can also get access to a private Discord channel in our Discord group. Basically, the more dollars you give us, the more things we can give you. Exactly. So go to patreon.com slash gamesillamedia and become a patron today. Do it. Yeah. Prepare yourselves for a journey through history. Get equipped for adventure. Grab your power gloves and super scopes, for it's dangerous to go alone. This is The Legend of Retro. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of The Legend of Retro Podcast. This is Xander. And Craig WK. And today we are talking about a classic, and by classic I just mean old. I don't think it's a classic classic. By any stretch of the imagination, other than it's one of the few NES games that I owned growing up. Really? Yep. Oh, I didn't know you owned this. Yep. Um, the multiplayer phenomenon known as Mad T or Mad uh, Magazine's Spy vs. Spy. Spy vs. Spy. Uh, this is, you're right, this is not a classic. This is an old game, but it is not a classic. Although I think it is a bit of a cult classic because yeah. of the multiplayer aspect. Uh, it was released on the Nintendo Entertainment System in October of 1988. This two-player split-screen adventure game stars the white and black spy from the Mad Magazine comic strip trying to trap each other and gather items. Yep. And that's essentially what you do. Yeah, that's have, it. Have you played this? I've played this a little bit. I I've, I never really played it much when I was younger. I rented it uh, from, I think it was 20th Century Video, <laughs> if you remember that video store. It was it was a smaller one. I don't even know if it was a chain or not. Uh, it was a place called 20th Century Video. And uh, the emblem, like their icon was like this, like, like almost like it looked like the Invisible Man. It was like a dude in a suit with like a, like a, a mask or something, but like you couldn't see a body. Okay. It was real weird. Yeah. But uh, that's that's how I first played this. I honestly, uh, like when I was, you know, this is this is sort of like a, a you know, moment where I'm going to come clean. Uh, when I wanted to talk about this game was more for the fact that I wanted to talk about Spy vs. Spy and Mad Magazine. But That's fair, <laughs> because I don't know anything about Spy vs. Spy and Mad Magazine. Wonderful. I know about the game. Well, this is the perfect combination. Then. Yeah. So, Xander, you had this game, though, growing I up. I did. Uh, I didn't realize. Yep. I, I was uh, like almost all my uh, NES games growing up. It belonged to my brother. Oh, yeah. Uh, he's uh, eight years older than I am. so you Yeah, know, a bit he, of an age gap. Yeah, so when this came out was, nine, you said 80, uh, 88? 88 is when it came so out. So he would have been 11 at the time. Oh. Prime age for Mad Magazine. Oh, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. That pre-teen into like, early teen is uh, is sort of like the, the prime spot for a Mad Magazine. Yeah. Now, and I never, it's, so the main focus of this game is multiplayer. Yeah. Um, and I never played it with anybody <laughs> really as i got older i did a little bit but i didn't 
It was too complex for me to understand as a kid. Yeah, because this game came out and you would have been... I would have been three. Yeah. You'd have been three years even, old when like, it came out. And even up until like I started gaming a lot harder, like when the mm-hmm. Super Nintendo came out, I still wouldn't have been able to figure it out, like what I what I was doing, what all the different things were. Um, Once you know, it's not that difficult. Yeah. But like, if you just get tossed this game, who knows? Yeah, you know? this is this is one of those games you have to have some. You either have to read the instruction manual mm-hmm. or have somebody who has played it and can explain to you what you're doing. Yeah, otherwise it is not fun. Right. Um, I took it to I took the actual physical cartridge to my uh, cousin's house, and his uh, his son is like. I don't know, probably 13, 14, and I and I he wanted to play like these old classic Nintendo games. Yeah, because he has a, a, a working NES, still works great, but they only have five games. Oh, nice! And I think they have like Metroid, the original Mario Brothers, uh, and like a Zelda, and like a handful of other like just random titles. Yeah. So when I went there the next time, I was like, okay, I'll just bring all of my NES games that I have at home. Yeah. Or ones that I think you would enjoy at the very least. Right. Right. Um. And we gave this one a shot, and I was like, "All right, so here's what you're doing. We're but we're in this room. <laughs> we uh-huh. started, I think we started, there's like five. There's like four different difficulty, four or five. I don't recall. Mm-hmm. Um, and before you tell me what it is, I just want to see how much I can get based off of memory. Oh no, you you. I don't know if I wrote down the difficulty okay. settings or anything. So this is all well, on your di- memory. The difficulty settings in, uh, determine how big of a playing area you have. Oh right, because the 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 goal of every level is to get the bag." to get the money, mm-hmm. to get the letters, and I think one other thing, and then you you find your way to the airport and you get the heck out of Dodge. Yeah, there's a, a I think it's like a plane ticket is the other thing? Or Maybe. is that the letter? That might be the letter, and I, I it might be a plane ticket, and I just it looks like a letter to me, and that's what I've always said. That that could, yeah, that could be it. Uh, I don't know why you need a, because it's a single single seat plane that you fly off on. I don't can't imagine why you would need a ticket for a single seat plane. That plane ain't for free, Sander. <laughs> All right, you know what? You if you want on the plane, you're going to have to pay for a ticket. I don't care if you are also the pilot, you're going to pay because <laughs> it ain't your plane, right? Um so if you don't have the bag, you can't carry multiple items. Right, that's right. Uh, so you have to f- hope you find the bag first, and there's only one of these items in throughout the entire map. Oh, I think key is the other item. The key, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Um and so you being the spy, you're trying to find these all of these items by running around and checking all the all of the furniture you can. Be it yeah. a coat hook, you can find a suitcase behind a coat hook, and it's never seen somehow because well, uh, Nintendo. That's exactly why. for Nintendo, or, or there are these paintings or desks or you know all sorts of stuff. Yeah, in the couch. Uh, I think that might uh, dressers too. I yeah. think. Um, but if you want to uh, attack the other person, you have two ways of doing so. You can either be in the same screen as them, mm-hmm. and in which case your split screen goes to a blacked out bottom screen and everything happens on the top screen, <laughs> and you just have a, a, either a fist fight or a knife fight. <laughs> yeah, depending a, on if you find the the, uh, the weapons to fight with. Yeah, combat is super basic. You can stab with a knife, uh, the knife. Otherwise, you can uh, also find a white club or a black dagger. In either each. way, it's, it's a quick, like, it looks yeah. like your arm's extending and you're hitting somebody. <laughs> yeah, it's a, a real quick jab, uh, and each of them increase in attack power, uh, and uh, uh, the there's only one of each in every level. Yeah. So you, uh, if you get the like the black knife or whatever, well, you have the best weapon. Like your yeah. your opponent can't get it. You know? Yeah. Um, and the other way to attack your opponent is to lay traps for them. Yeah, that's um, where the fun of this game comes yeah, in. You can like put poison gas in a room. 
something like that or there's like oh yeah let's see there's a so there's a spring which throws you back and you hit the wall and you die uh-huh. and you turn into this weird mosquito looking thing because of the way the faces are just like these long triangles <laughs> yeah uh, and you fly off the stage and you have to there's a countdown before you respawn and you can keep going for what you have um, there's like a bucket you can put above the door that drops acid on them when they walk in um I don't remember what the other ones are. Uh, let's see. There's uh, the bomb blow, yep. you know, blows them up. Uh, you already said the spring. Uh, let's see. Uh, I think the water technically electrocutes enemies. I guess it's like it's like you set it up like it's so it traps like it hooks up to electricity yeah. or whatever, something of that nature. Uh, maybe it is acid. Uh, but uh, what's interesting is like uh, of the items you get, like some of the traps also disable or yeah, some of the traps disable the traps. Yeah. So like if you have the water bucket, it diffuses the bomb. Right. You know, splash with water or whatever. Uh, there's like pliers that will uh, uh, stop the spring launcher yeah. or whatever it is. Uh, there's yeah, there's a, a bunch of stuff. And it's really interesting that, like, I mean, it kind of doesn't make sense with their, like, rocks or paper yeah, and formula. and there's no way to know what it is unless you're screen looking. Right, exactly. Yeah, so you just literally have to hope, like, uh, I hope this is here. Because that's the other thing, is you can stash, like, if you, if you find the key, but you don't have the other things. Like, you have to have... Um, oh no, you can carry. I think you can carry everything without the bag. I could no. Be, I think I think you were right. I think you do need the bag to carry multiple so, items. So you have so to say, hide them. Yeah, you have to hide them and hope that they aren't watching where you're putting the stuff. Uh-huh. And just like lay traps constantly, but don't forget where you laid those traps because you can die by your own traps. <laughs> yeah. And if you by chance put like the key or the ticket or the whatever on a thing, and then you put a trap on it, you gotta hope that they did it first because <laughs> otherwise right. you done you done messed up. Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, uh, it's a really surprisingly complex game mm-hmm. for for 1988 Nintendo. You yeah. know, it's uh, I I mean, honestly, it was it was probably one of the first games they made where it was like, hey, this game's multiplayer. Do you not want to play it in multiplayer? Well, that's it. You're playing the computer in multiplayer, yeah. or you're and playing a friend against the computer knows everything. So right, exactly. <laughs> and, and I mean, there are different, like you know, like you said, different difficulty levels, yeah. and it increases like the size of the area. Yeah, of the play I think field. I think the easiest setting is six rooms, okay. and it's like, and it's like one on top of the other. So it's a very, and there's a map that you can pull up and like look at to see where the other person is. Mm-hmm. But it's an ultimate test of like, are you looking at my screen, dude? Did you see where I hid that? You suck. I'm gonna stand here and guard it. <laughs> screen watching. Yeah, man. I I would imagine this would be a cool game because I, I know they made another version of this game much mm-hmm. later on. Yeah, there and was I a sequel. Feel like that would have been really cool if you there was a way you could play online. Or oh, even like if it was on the DS or the Switch and you're just playing local, I think that would be a lot of fun. I, I you know, they they've talked about how the Switch's online service is going to have Nintendo games. Oh with like my god! If we get oh, Spy vs. Spy, right? we will never ever get it. But if we do, it, it, it would be never happen. So excited! It would never happen. <laughs> but man, how cool would that be? Yeah, it would be really really neat. Oh man, yeah, that would be really really cool. I uh, I really feel like the. Uh, the Spy vs. Spy series is uh, was a really interesting uh, idea for a like a game because like Mad Magazine was like, all right, we need a video game, mm. and really like, what else does Mad Magazine have? It had to be Spy vs. Spy. There was really nothing else they could go with. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I just I think it's a really sort of like an interesting kind of like you know like idea. Just like, hey, let's let's make a video game with these two spies that kill each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, no. I mean, because their other option would have been just like 
find the crude joke in the splash page. <laughs> Bad <laughs> But folder. I mean, there were NES Where's Waldo games, so I guess it could have worked. I guess. God, I, those hurt your eyes real bad. I don't know when if you ever played Where's Waldo for the NES. Oh, man, yeah. It's not good. No. It is not good in the least. <laughs> but it has a sweet theme song. Do you remember the Where's Waldo theme song? I kind of do. It was like a weird like bit that, or like... Uh, you know, NES sound where it yeah. was just like the guy going, boom, chicka, boom, chicka, boom where's Waldo? Boom, chicka, boom. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, uh, the before we get too deep into music, because man, the the soundtrack to this game, Look, this soundtrack is so good. We're gonna play the entire thing today. It, we are, we really are. So I hope you're you're ready for a lengthy episode, a very long episode. I uh, so spy for a spy. For, for you, Xander, for our listeners who are, are unfamiliar, yes. uh, was a long-running comic in Mad Magazine. Uh, now, for those not in the know of what Mad Magazine even is, Mad Magazine is a, well, was, because uh, I don't believe it's made anymore. I believe they have... Uh, I think it's online. Maybe it's an online thing only these days. Uh, but, uh, you know, back in the day, I mean, like, because this would have been, like, I think Mad Magazine started in the late... I think early 60s, if I'm not mistaken. Maybe late 50s. I might be crazy about that. But October uh, slash November of 1952. 52, early 50s. Oh, that's way off. Uh, so Mad Magazine is is sort of like a, a goofy, crude humor, uh, you know, magazine that had like a bunch of different like, you know, uh, like comics and, and, you know, really there wasn't really much writing. It was mostly like comics and like mm-hmm. pictures and stuff. It still goes today, by the way. Oh, it's still going today. Wow. Good on them. I, I really, really enjoyed Mag- Mad Magazine, but, but as far as the basics go, basically, I uh, do you like hippies? If yes, Mad Magazine isn't for you. If no, Mad Magazine is for you because they make fun of hippies an awful lot. Mm-hmm. Like that was so, like they were perpetually making fun of like hippies and uh, uh, there, there was a little bit of topical humor in there from time to time. But a lot of it was was just sort of like, you know, because you got to think, you know, like the uh, by the time Mad Magazine started ramping up and was getting more popular, it was like when the 60s were hitting and like the mm-hmm. 70s and there was like hippies and like, you know, the free love type movement and stuff that, you know, was it was sort of easy to kind of pick at, you know, mm-hmm. Uh but uh, but uh, Spy for Spy was a uh, was this you know uh, comic in the magazine. It de- debuted in the January issue of 1961 as the Cold War was becoming a you know a bit more tense. Uh, the comic was probably honestly my favorite part of Mad Magazine when I was younger, and I, I read quite a lot of issues. Uh, my uh, father had like just piles of them like like crates of them because mm-hmm. he like he loved it he you know bought tons of them and so they were just sort of like always in the basement always piled up if i went to one of my grandparents places like from his side of the family uh they you know they had like his old leftover mad comics and stuff so like i just like no matter where i was going on that side of the family mm-hmm. I didn't really want to talk to a lot of people, so I usually ended up just sitting there reading Mad Magazine. And you know, a lot of the references I didn't get because I was pretty young at the time. Right. But Spy for Spy is very easy to follow. Black Spy and White Spy, they want to kill each other. They're both on opposing sides. You don't know what sides they're for. Mm-hmm. They're spies that and, and the the interesting thing is it wasn't always like, oh, you know, like White Spy always wins. 
it was like it was a back and forth. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was back and forth, and uh, like you know, it, like in in some cases, you would like the comic would start and it'd be like a spy like asleep on the bench, and the next one goes up and he goes to plant a bomb, and the other one like really wasn't asleep and he kicks the bomb away, but really the bomb shoots another bomb into his face and he's dead, and it's like all these <laughs> weird twists and stuff, and uh, you know, it was uh, uh, a ton of fun. And uh, they had like anthology comics. Like I had like these big thick, thick books of like just amassed spy versus spy comics and stuff. But uh, uh, another kind of interesting note is spy versus spy has been used in more media instead of the comics and the video games. Uh, they had a series of cartoon shorts on Mad TV. Yep. And this is one that I had totally forgotten about. And I ended up rewatching them all. Mountain Dew had a series of commercials in 2004 that were you that used Spy for Spy. I don't remember that. I want if you take nothing else from this episode. If if the video game, you know, you think like ah, it's not for me. It sounds kind of old and you know convoluted and stuff. And, and even if you're not that into the comics, take the five to ten, maybe fifteen minutes, and watch some of these Spy for Spy Mountain Dew commercials. They are so weird. <laughs> because they use these like like guys in suits to do it. It's not like cartoon. It's like guys in suits and like like puppets and stuff. And it's just comes off as kind of creepy. Now, does it have the classic like triangle face spies? Yeah, okay. it does. It, it's the same triangle face, you know, uh, animated. Uh, they were like felt puppets. I don't even think they were necessarily like felt puppets so much as they were like dudes in suits that occasionally they use like puppets for the violent scenes and stuff. Okay. It's real weird. And the music is this like weird, like it almost sounds like breaking glass. It's so bizarre, but they're Mountain Dew commercials. All right. Like it's so weird. These are easily accessible on the YouTube on YouTube. Yeah. If you go to YouTube and you just search Mountain Dew spy versus spy, or spy for spy commercial or something of that nature. You'll find them. And uh, I, I watched through them all uh, more recently. And honestly, it kind of made me think like, man, I kind of wish Mountain Dew would get the rights to spy for spy <laughs> again. Like these are solid. So in between watching Craig WK long plays, uh-huh. you should watch these YouTube videos. Absolutely. So when you need a, a quick three minute break and you think I need to quench my thirst and I just need a, you know, a little bit of a break from Craig. Watch these 12-year or 14-year-old commercials Uh for Mountain Dew. For Mountain Dew. And have a Mountain Dew. This episode is sponsored by Mountain Dew. Sure is. And, uh, yeah, it's, uh, uh, like, I don't know. It's just, like, there's a lot of nostalgia for me for Spy for Spy because I read him so much. Mm -hmm. And, like, I have so many fond memories of avoiding my family and sitting, like, hiding in a corner of, like, my grandpa's house. And reading, you know, like Spy vs. Spy comics, you know, mm-hmm. I, uh, yeah, I don't know, I, I really enjoy it, and the, I feel like those stupid Mountain Dew commercials <laughs> captured a lot of that magic, and uh, yeah, I don't know, I, I, I feel like because this was a multiplayer game. I didn't play it when I was a kid as much because I rented it like the once and I didn't really know exactly what was going on. I didn't get to rent an instruction manual with mm-hmm. it or anything, you know, so I was just sort of stumbling around in the dark. Were you super disappointed to find out like, oh, I need somebody to play this with? Incredibly disappointed. I didn't. Back then, uh, uh, up until like I would say the early 90s, I like I had some friends here and there, but like I really didn't, you know, 
like, there weren't a lot of people I hung out with. Mm-hmm. I had a, a neighbor across the street. Uh, I had another kid across the street that uh, uh, eventually moved away. Uh, but other than that, I had like my cousin. Yeah, cousin, uh, uh, you know, that is around the same age as me that, you know, also likes video games and stuff. But, you know, he wasn't quite into uh, games as much as I was. Right. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I just, you know, for me, it was just like, oh, multiplayer. Well, I can't play with my little sister. Mm-hmm. So that's it. That was a waste of three bucks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, and uh, I can only imagine my brother getting it home, like buying uh-huh. it and then like, the oh, <laughs> what the but oh but i remember he and his friends played it quite often oh so at least he had so yeah friends so, yeah i don't know what that's like <sighs> wish i knew what that was like right so xander is there any other like sort of like you know fond memories parting moments that you had for spy vs spy before we delve into the the labyrinth that is the soundtrack um not really just the the when you die you turn into a little mosquito angel and like the the the, and your it'll it'll make your screen go black and it'll cut put your character put the winning character back on whatever proper screen they need to be on Uh uh-huh and then they'll go (laughs) like a quick little laugh the weird little goofy laugh i forgot about that but that's uh that's all i can think about with this it's uh without going to the music of course right Let's let's go ahead and uh, delve into the music. It is composed by the legendary Hiroyuki uh, Masuno. Now, Xander, do you know what else Masuno did? Do I? You spy don't. Spy versus spy for <laughs> he, NES. He also did the music for the very mediocre Nintendo RPG Ghost Lion. I didn't know that was a thing. It is. It has amazing box art. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna have you look up Ghost Lion on NES's box art just just to see it. Okay. Uh, the box art alone makes it so that you like. I feel like it should be talked about at length. But uh, he did the music for that, and he did the music for Bugs Bunny Crazy Castle. Yes, I knew that. Actually, yes. Did you? Oh wow! I, I, remember, I didn't know. That I remember looking. I well, no. I I mean, when I looked because I when we talked about doing this episode a while ago, it kept getting pushed back and pushed back. I looked it up and I remember like, oh yeah, he did that one. Uh-huh. But it, uh, um, there were two Bugs Bunny games on the NES. There was uh, the Crazy Castle and Birthday Bash. Yeah, Birthday Bash was the one I remember playing and the one that I remember the music for. Crazy Castle. Like, oh, oh well, uh, well, whatever. Uh, yeah, Ghost Lion. <laughs> right. Um, it is uh, uh Xander describe what you're seeing for the box art of Ghost Lion. So it's a black pic- it's a black background. Mm-hmm. Um and then a picture of a sunset mm-hmm. with a mountain mm-hmm. and above the mountain is a white lion. Yep. Almost looks like a snow leopard white lion mix. Uh-huh. And then next to that is a bodacious blonde babe in green spandex, black boots and a tank top. And a uh, a tight uh, blue bra, does holding it, a sword. Does it get any more eighties than that? I mean, there could be like neon lightning bolts. Fair enough. You're not wrong. Neon lightning bolts would make it a little more eighties. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's Ghost Lion, a very mediocre RPG. <laughs> very <laughs> mediocre. I uh, it, I can't get over how mediocre it is. Uh, but. Let's go ahead and listen to the first track from Spy vs. Spy. It is the title theme, because we're going to go through everything. We sure are. Title screen. Here we go. That was... 
Teaser. Yeah, that was uh, uh, that was the title theme. It sure was. That was it. Okay, and uh, let's go ahead and go to the. Uh, this is uh, the 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 game mode, right? Yep. This is the game theme. Game theme. That's it. That's the whole soundtrack. Xander, I, I pride myself on on being able to find gems, you know, in, in these video game soundtracks. And and uh, I just it it it's not good. It's really crappy. And the worst part is, is it's... It's just, it's just not good. And I, I, the thing is, is it's Spy for Spy. They could have just like lifted like a James Bond style theme. I mean, because this would have been in the late eighties. Yeah, Bond would have had a ton of themes that they could have just ripped from and just like changed it up just enough and had a very like you know uh, espionagey kind of sound to it. But instead, it's just, it's just, it's just. Uh, Yeah, uh, but I mean, so I played this game a lot trying to play against the computer. Yeah, and I enjoy that song. I I don't like in the in the same kind of like uh, sorry to cut you off, but the same kind of sense of like so, the Solomon's Key theme. It's very short. It's very repetitive, and I can't help but like kind of just go along with it. Now I kind of like the theme from Solomon's Key, but here's the thing. <laughs> pretty sweet we've now played the soundtrack i think like three three and a half times we played half the soundtrack three times. <laughs> <laughs> it's just i just i i'm not i i feel like they could have made more fitting music for two spies trying to murder each other yeah i i suppose and the other thing to keep in mind is that 18 second loop plays over and over the entire time you play this the game <laughs> yep and when you finish a level it's uh, it's silence, and you hear the the puttering of the airplane taking off, <laughs> and then the other spy runs out, doesn't know what to do, shakes, and then <laughs> turns into a mosquito angel and flies away. <laughs> that's it. That's all there is. That's all there is to it. Yeah, we've gone through the whole soundtrack. This is actually a first for uh, 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 Legend of Retro because we we really do emphasize the music a lot.
we emphasize the music a lot, but we've never gone through a full soundtrack. And if I have to hear that music one more time, so I'll make God, I'll kill you, Xander. So I'm sorry. I swear. It's just, it's funny to, I, I mean, I'm doing my best not to just burst out loud laughing every time I... <laughs> you off in the middle of what you're saying just to play the <laughs> music of this game the listeners will never find your body <laughs> <laughs> never they'll ask me and I'll say, he must have gone away to join the circus. Perhaps he went to buy a farm somewhere. <laughs> it's always a possibility, I suppose. Any uh, uh, parting thoughts? Spy for Spy is is real... I, it's real interesting. Because like, the, there's not a lot to the game. No, there's not. But I have so many fond memories of Spy vs. Spy. So it's the comic. Like, the comic, right. Not the game. <laughs> Not the game. I don't have friends to be able to play Spy vs. Spy. And I don't think I've ever read any of the comics. And I, and I, and I saw like maybe two or three of the shorts on Mad TV when I watched mm-hmm. it occasionally. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't remember those Mountain Dew commercials. I, the most that I have is from the game. And playing it by myself in the basement. With a rusty screwdriver, Sander. <laughs> <laughs> With a rusty screwdriver. Fair I, enough. I, uh, I I just, I, I don't know. It, it's weird because like we have polar opposite sort of like experience with Spy vs. Spy. And, and opinions on the music. And opinions <laughs> on the music. It's, uh, I, I just... I, I try my best to like like so many different video games, you know, soundtracks, you know, and and it's just I, I just can't bring my. Just kidding, I'm not. <laughs> uh, for the record, I saw Xander raise his finger to press play on the mouse. I got scared thinking he was going to hit play. <laughs> so how about that retro relapse? <laughs> please, please retro retro relapse, come and save me from my suffering. Jones in for a classic game. It's time for retro relapse on the Legend of Retro podcast. Retro relapse. So our retro relapse today. Mm-hmm. It's a game that I I just always have to play. Yeah, uh more recently when we had the uh uh the the not the nerd barbecue, the, no, the uh, gaming after dark. Yeah, gaming after dark. Thank you. Uh uh when we did the gaming after dark at the Michigan Science Center, uh at one point, I was helping somebody bring something yeah. in. I ran out and like I came back in, and I saw Xander at a Nintendo 
playing RBI baseball. Yep. The classic RBI baseball uh, by Namco and, and Atari. Namco and Atari. Yep. I, uh, uh, Xander and I played this uh, for maybe a, a half a game's worth. Also Tengen. Oh, Tengen. Yeah, it was developed by Namco Atari, published by uh, Namco and Tengen. Oh, right, because Tengen was uh, releasing like their own, yep, like, their own cartridges. Yep. Yeah, it's oh. not an officially licensed game, I don't believe. Uh, well, through Tengen it wouldn't be, but I would imagine RBI Baseball had a, a oh, actual yeah. official release. Right? The, the Tengen cartridge is the one I had. The, the black. Oh, the you slanted. had the Tengen? Yep. Oh, man. I also had Tengen uh, Pac-Man. I had two different. Uh, you had Tengen Pac-Man? Yeah. Oh, that's kind of cool. I mean, it's it's a bootleg. Oh, but, it's totally, you know. <laughs> but it worked. It played. <laughs> That's all that matters, I guess. Was it a lot cheaper? Do you know? I have no idea. Huh? I wonder if it was more readily available, or if it was cheaper. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Hmm. Unless, I mean, parents probably didn't realize they were probably just like, ah, whatever. No, that's yeah. a weird. This company's making weird games. Okay. Yeah, pretty much. Do you know what RBI stands for? Um. Oh shoot, I don't think I do. Uh, RBI Baseball. Uh. No, I, I have no idea. Runs batted in. Oh, so like not a home run, but like, oh, hit. can you not hit home runs in this game? You can. Oh, okay. Yeah, fireworks go off and everything. Oh, I didn't hit a home run. To Neither know that. did I in that time that we played, but I, I have in the past. Oh, okay. It does happen. It does happen. Nice. Uh, so, yeah, RBI baseball, we played for uh, what? Probably about like four or five in- innings worth. Uh, we played about five innings. Um, it took about 10 minutes. It was it was a it's a surprisingly fast paced baseball game yeah it is it's uh i i feel like the controls are a little uh uh how do i put it a little on the the, unreliable yeah unreliable side they're not horrible they're just unreliable you have to press up left or right or down depending on what base you want to throw to yeah and then for some reason when you hit up it always goes to third base which is frustrating when someone's running to second base and you could have easily had a double play Mm mm-hmm yeah, the 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 controls aren't very intuitive in that sense, uh, you know. But uh, but it was kind of fun. The when you uh, pitch, you have the option of uh, like throwing like slow balls, fast balls. Uh, you can aim them to the right or the left. Mm-hmm. Uh, there there was a surprising amount of depth in pitching. I, yeah. I thought so uh, your your pitcher gets fatigued. You have to pay attention to how fast you're throwing. Otherwise, they're just gonna like. Start throwing 50 or 60 mile an hour balls, which are going to get hit out of the park all day. Right. Absolutely. Uh, now, uh, uh, what year did this come out? This came out um, in Japan, December of 1986, and in North America, June of 1988. Oh, a few years. Why so long? Like, like a year and a half later. I mean, you feel like it, there wasn't really that. Yeah. No, What's <sighs> even better is when you uh, when you win and or lose, there's a uh-huh. newspaper that pops up uh-huh. and it says... Uh, Detroit loses or, you know, because there's, you know, real, uh, well, mostly sort of real life teams. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Cities, at least. Cities, yeah. And some characters, some characters, uh, some players of that time period are in there. Like uh, Morris oh. plays for, I believe there's Morris that played for the Tigers. I don't remember. Oh, that could I'm be. not a huge baseball nut, but um, I feel like they're like, they're actually based on there. But the text on the rest, like it'll show the either either the players like excited and happy or crying, uh-huh. <laughs> um, and then the actual text on the newspaper just reads blah 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 blah. <laughs> so I can't imagine it was a huge uh, translation. No, thing. no, not in the maybe least. they made. Uh, maybe the difference was they had Japanese players versus. That could be American players. I have no. Maybe idea. They, yeah. Maybe it was like cities in Japan rather than cities in. Uh, 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 you know, America. I'm not really sure, but uh, 
No, it's it's a, a pretty fun game. I, I would say it's probably one of the more fun baseball games. Uh, it's my. I mean, I haven't played a ton of baseball games, but this is the one I always go back to. I love playing this one. I, yeah, I guess that's true. I guess I'm not a pro on baseball games for Nintendo. I I know you know I really like Blades of Steel. I really like Tecmo Bowl, but I uh, I uh, you know I'm not. I've never really played as many baseball games on the Nintendo. So yeah, I uh, but yeah, where our, this game really shines is its music. <laughs> the music is is actually pretty legit. It's infinitely more legit than. kill you i'm going to kill you xander it's much better than spy vs spy what's up you win the game is starting It's just good, fun time jingles. It's yeah. It's it's got some jolly jingles, jolly jingles indeed. Yay, verily. Uh, this is this is the the what's called the game theme. This is one of my favorite tracks that plays. This gets stuck in my head all the time. plays when you have a player at bat. Cheese stands alone. Cheese stands alone. Cheese stands alone. Cheese stands alone. I don't know if that's actually the words to it, but that's what I say. (laughs) Cheese stands alone. Cheese stands alone. Cheese stands alone. Good luck not singing that every time you play this game going forward. I mean, I think that's uh, a very poignant, uh, uh, you know, statement. The cheese does stand alone. It's true. Um, and then the the one that, that sticks out to me the most, just uh-huh. because I'm a huge Mr. Bungle, Mike Patton fan. Oh yeah, yeah. Is at the end of their song Carousel, they sample this game uh, for the the song that plays at the end of each inning whenever you switch sides, uh, which is this jingle here. <laughs> I appreciate that uh, Mr. Bungle and all of their kind of like sort of it's eccentric like, uh, eccentricities, you know, is uh, uh, samples that, you know, song because I mean, that's just awesome. It's like weird carnival music for a long time and then just ends with that. And then it just immediately <laughs> goes on with no explanation whatsoever. Well, that's Mr. Bungle. I mean, they yeah. have really, really weird music. There's another uh, another song um, where towards the end they sample um, the um ending level from super mario brothers uh-huh but it's like all distorted oh so really like, but it's like all it's got a lot of like reverb and like it sounds really wobbly so i mean yeah back in their first album that was released in 1989 they had a lot of which was a year after this game came out um was it wait so they released that only a year after yeah really the first mr bungle album was uh 1989 and then 1994 for disco volante and then california came out in 1999 
Now, California is my favorite of their albums. Mm-hmm. That's honestly it might be one of my favorite albums in general. I yeah, really, really, really yeah, I really like it. But uh, it's interesting to me that they sampled a Nintendo song just a year after the game came out. Mm-hmm. Like, that's really crazy. Yeah. So who knows if it was like this brand new game they were playing. Like, that's cool. Let's put it at the end of the song. <laughs> also, it's interesting because like I feel like back then. I mean, like, obviously now I think you could, like, you know, sample Just a as easily, yeah, song. This and, one, they know. probably had to hook it all up to the sound system and get it in there. Right, exactly. That's really interesting that they, like, like they had to record, they had to find a way to record it. Yeah. You know, that's that's crazy. I like that. Um, the best song in um, RBI Baseball mm-hmm. comes when you go to check the first base to see if the plane ticket's there, and there's a bomb. blood will be my paint for the new house i'm building with your bones xander <laughs> the humans have blood <laughs> the humans have blood indeed <laughs> shout out to lpj i oh man <laughs> humans have blood indeed anyway so i i with the, mm. oh, I guess we need to rate this game. I was ready to oh, jump on right. the next yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, what do we rate it on the eight bit scale? What do you give it, man? Um, I really the the place where this game drags for me mm-hmm. is playing against the computer. The computer knows all. Oh it's yeah, it's the super worst. difficult. Right? You hit a pop fly, and no matter what, you the guy's like, "Here I am," and you just see him like raise his hands, like I'm ready to catch this ball, <laughs> like. You can't if you're a human player. You can't do that as easily. <laughs> and yeah, I, and I swear to God, sometimes there like when a foul, there's like a, a pop fly foul. Mm-hmm. Um, it feels like the computer runs, like <laughs> literally moves, fast. moves faster to get to it. <laughs> and I can't. I don't know if there's a button I'm not seeing or what, but it just moves so much faster to get to it. That's not fair. I can't do that. And you also control every member of your outfield at the same time. Yeah, that was really obnoxious. Everybody moves in sync with your controller. So if you're like, oh, I'm going to have this guy go get it. You have to make split-second decisions like, is my is my center fielder closer or is it my right fielder who's closer? Right, because if you go with one guy and you're like, oh, wait, no, this guy's not going to make it, the other guy's already on yeah. the opposite direction. That single suddenly turns into a triple and or a home run. Right. Yeah, but there was a lot of fun times going back, like going between the bases while you were trying to figure out which base to throw to, <laughs> and those split second decisions of where you out or safe. It was a lot of we had. I, I had a lot of fun playing with you. Yeah, I, I would say for me playing just with you, never having played, like had the frustration of dealing with the computer. I would probably give this like a six out of eight. Yeah, I lean more towards six, out, like uh, almost a seven. Yeah, it's it's a really fun game. Uh, uh when you're playing with a friend, uh, much like Spy vs. Spy. Full circle. You don't you touch that mouse standard, so help me God. Don't you touch that play that song. Yeah, it's uh it's 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 a game both of these games, Spy vs. Spy and RBI Baseball, are infinitely more fun when you're playing with somebody else instead of the computer. And both uh are infinitely better when you just think of the soundtrack. Well, one of them is anyway. Hmm. Potato potato. I disagree. <laughs> Uh, so uh, we'll jump over to our uh, NES bracket. Hey everyone, Xander here. Just filling you guys in on this week's NES music bracket. It's the last matchup in round two, and it's between the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles intro, which we'll listen to here. 
And that goes up against Castlevania II, Simon's Quest, Bloody Tears, composed by Kenichi Matsuhara, Satoi Terashima, and Koji Murata. into round three with the top eight of the music bracket keep on voting on facebook and we'll see who the winner is and that's gonna do it for this episode of the legend of retro podcast yeah really appreciate uh everybody uh uh you know listening in uh if you're looking for more content from xander myself and I guess that chops guy, uh, you know, make sure to uh, uh, take a look at what we offer on Patreon because you have uh, options for influencing the show by choosing retro relapse titles. You have the option to, uh, of course, you know, get just bonus content, mm-hmm. you know, the $15 tier for Patreon for us. Uh, you know, every month we're releasing uh, fun stuff. Uh, we've previously done, uh, you know, a rhythm of retro episode, you know, for yep. our uh, patrons. So, you know, and you're cooking up something special for this month, too. Yeah, this month will be a fun one as well, I think. Uh, uh, at the end of the month, we'll have uh, 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 don't spoil it yeah I was just gonna say it's it's a little out of the ordinary I think it's it's not the norm for us so so we'll see how people take to it yeah uh, but uh, aside from that though uh, check out all of our other shows on the GameZilla Media Network uh, GameZilla which uh, goes live Monday nights uh, at 7pm and Eastern Standard Time mm-hmm. on Twitch uh, and is made available on Tuesdays. Um, while you wait for that to go live on Monday, you can listen to the live, uh, the last action podcast, yeah. not the live last action podcast, but the last action yep. podcast, uh, which is essentially this show, but about action movies. Yep, don't think much. I didn't notice that LPJ. Yes, Vinks, we're on to you. Jeez, where's where you going to watch action TV shows as your retro relapse? Which <laughs> <laughs> what you're going to do? Have movie theme song brackets? Actually, sounds kind of sweet. I, I mean, I'd vote for Goldeneye. Goldfinger. <laughs> Goldfinger. <laughs> uh, and then on Wednesdays is Noobs and Dragons. Yeah, the Dungeons and Dragons podcast. Mm-hmm. That I listen to tearfully every week because I've not been able to play Dungeons and Dragons in six months. Thanks a lot, baby. <laughs> baby. <laughs> Seven months now. Um, and then Thursdays, of course, Legend of Retro. Yeah. Fancy smart people who look so good and know all the things um and then fridays you get uh nothing sorry yeah no yeah yeah you get squat on friday but you get games of alpha on sundays and also uh you uh uh get the uh i think early access for alpha is usually on thursdays if i'm not mistaken there you go and uh the to top it off uh monday through friday you have my long plays on the, we already uh, talked about long plays craig don't double dip on this episode? Yeah. Did Remember we? we were talking about the Spy vs. Spy? 
Let I me jog your memory. I don't. I don't think. We were talking about the commercials and how they should go and watch those in between. Do you remember now? Is this Does this help? You're not wrong, but I'm still going to murder you. <laughs> okay. Like right now. <laughs> if you would be so kind as to just stop recording. Sandra. Sure, let me just click this button. game theme will be your eulogy what are you what are you getting out of your, your bag there craig oh is nothing it a, is it a club or is it a knife or it's is it a oh god it is a knife no craig, i'm sorry it was just, it was just no We'll see you next time when the legend continues.